We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. The guy I really wanted to ask you about was, um, how does it feel to finally get paid off any mid-round Yannick Bellassi picks in your Taga drafts or back in August? Well, is everybody yeah. so happy that they grabbed him back then and now he made his first appearance on <laughs> I didn't, Day? I never drafted him. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. I am back from my vacation. Uh, Andrew, of course, the mainstay, always here, always dependable. Um, Andrew, actually, on my on my brief little vacation, I, I got some good perspective, actually, because uh, I was I was following the big stories, right? And uh, you know, j- you know, following them from a beach makes it a lot more relaxing, and you don't have to deal with the stresses as much. Like when uh, you know, I think before I left, I said that you know, zero zero is not really an, uh, not out of the question for Chelsea Everton. Uh huh. Uh, and that's exactly what it was. And, you know, sitting on the beach, I thought to myself, you know what? It doesn't matter because it's City and every, and everybody else. And as long as you reach that, you know, top four pinnacle, everything's going to be fine. And it looks like, you know, 
the contenders for the top four really, you know, the only people fighting for it really are going to be like Arsenal and Liverpool. You think Spurs is, are above oh, and Spurs, them? Or? Sorry. And Spurs. Oh. And Spurs sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Those three. <clears throat> yeah, it seems that way that Chelsea and United are pretty much locked into the top three. Yeah. And, I mean, they're not grossly ahead of Liverpool, Spurs, and, and Arsenal, but it would be very surprising if they fell below any of them, let alone two of them. So Yeah. And for Chelsea and United, this is them, you know, playing badly. Right, they're they're going under a stretch of where they just haven't gotten the results that you would anticipate um, them getting, and you know, and I, I you know I watched the highlights of the Arsenal game a little bit last night, um, and to me, it looked like it was actually more about Palace than it was about Arsenal as far as the final result of the game because Crystal Palace had the ability, you know, when when Callum Chambers is starting and gets a yellow card early, they don't go after him. <laughs> like it was just it was just weird, um, you know, and they could have gone, you know, route one to Benteke and won most of those aerial duels and they just chose not to. Uh, I guess. I mean, it seems to me that they're better when they attack through um, Zaha and Loftus-Cheek. And maybe it's yeah. just that I think that's I mean, they're they're built with those guys that it seems silly to rely on just thumping balls up to Benteke. Well, but. If that's the case, then then why weren't they just running at Callum Chambers, who was obviously struggling? Well, that's how they scored. I mean, that's basically what, I mean, like, what I they mean, did. Like, to me, and you know, from from the Arsenal perspective, and this is where my aggressive transfer speculator is going to make an appearance now because I, I waited the requisite like two minutes. Okay. Um, you know, with Liverpool obviously making the big news of Virgil Van Dijk. Uh, the big signing, uh, seventy-five million pounds, which is uh, obviously a world record for a defender. A lot of money. It, it's a lot. Um, it, it, I, the, the the money doesn't like. like I think Neil. I, I, I one of my few Twitter replies over the last week was to Neil, who was talking about how you know it's going to be difficult for Van Dyke to be seventy-five million pounds good. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> like no defender is worth 75 million pounds. Like if you, if you're thinking about it that way, they don't make a material quantifiable difference. They're not selling shirts. They're not, uh, you know, they're not really, they're not having a gigantic out, uh, effect on the game. Like not more than a striker would, for example. Um, so there's no such thing. It's just, that's what the market is now. And that's what someone's willing to pay. And as long as he, um, it, you know, just stabilizes a little bit. He doesn't have like, like they're going to let in goals at a lot at a very similar rate than they used to. And it's not because the central defenders fall all the time. So you think it, they'll, it, it, you think they'll let in just as many as they have? You don't think they I mean, get better? I think, I think the rate's going to be a little better, but not much. I think, wow. I think the person who's happiest about this is Dejan Lovren because now someone else is going to get all the attention huh. as far as every goal that goes in, right? Yeah. Like have... Every goal that goes in, it's going to be Van Dyke's fault because he's a $75 million defender, or 75 million pound defender. Yeah. I, <clears throat> maybe I'm just uh, a little more optimistic on what, what he'll be able to do, but I think, I mean, it's obviously he makes them better. He's better than Virgil, than, excuse me, Dejan Lovren, but. Yeah, the 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 dollar or the you know the transfer fee, uh, I think people automatically take like, well, he's the most expensive defender ever. So uh, Liverpool obviously think he's the greatest defender ever or the greatest defender in the world now, and it's like that's not how these things work. And it's like for those who follow the NFL, like at one point Joe Flacco was the most was the highest paid player in the NFL. Like nobody ever thought Joe Flacco was the best player in the NFL. 
but like it just there it's circumstance you know it's time it's who's buying it's who's selling you know it's just like these things happen and just because Liverpool decided to pay the most ever for a defender it was more because they needed to get him and there was this thought that if Man City is there and they possibly want to spend whatever it is they want to spend obviously it wasn't going to be 75 million pounds but uh, you know sometimes you have to overpay to get a guy and whether they did or not like I don't want to just say like it's just money but like it has <clears throat> like you said I, the, the he's going to pay off 75 million pounds like that's not how this works that's correct uh, it, it, it's 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 an investment in winning, right? It, it's not like it's supposed to be a, a like a stock investment that's supposed to you know, accrue profit over time. Like that's not what this is about, right? Uh, this is They'll about never showing... sell him. They're they're not going to sell him for more than seventy five million pounds. They're they bought him to use him, not to this. Like you said, it's not an investment. Correct. And what the 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 one thing that I kept hearing, and you know, because I was on a Dutch island in the Caribbean, like as soon as the word started to break, like you, like I started to really hear the whispers about like, Oh, Oh, Virgil van Dyke. And I'm like, uh, I couldn't understand any other words because <laughs> it was all in Dutch, but you know, I could tough understand language to the pick fact up. they were talking about Virgil van Dyke. Yeah. It is a tough language yeah. to try to pick apart words. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, it, you, there, there, there was a buzz even in uh, a Caribbean Island because Virgil van Dyke had made the news, but okay. going back to what I was originally talking about was, when you look at Arsenal now and they're one of their prime competition for that fourth spot, you know, so, you know, sends a clear message like, okay, Arsenal, what are you going to do? Yeah. And can I give you a hand? Is the answer sell Alexis? <laughs> the answer is nothing. Yeah, exactly. In terms of getting like, better. But that, but, but, but when I look at the, when I look at the game yesterday, you know, I, I I did not see an Arsenal that, you know, they, they just kind of look like they're going through the motions a little bit, even though they won. You know, it was they, they still look like an afterthought when it comes to, you know, really competing in the Premier League. Competing for the top four? Competing for, like, anything more than just, like, the fourth spot. Yeah. No, I'm, but I'm not sure anybody thought any differently like the the weird thing about arsenal is that everyone just like you said like they look like they're just going through the motions they're not that good they're not gonna be not good enough to compete with the other teams but like they're level on points with spurs they're one point behind liverpool and they're four five points behind chelsea like they're if they're this bad and they're still competing for a top four like i don't what's the surprise here I guess we're, I get. I don't think the word surprise is what's coming up here. What's the only thing that would be? It's really more about the, like the whole business decision I was talking about a month or two ago, right? Which was, you know, if you do not sell Alexis and Ozil and you get nothing for them and they leave for nothing and you don't get top four, like that as a business decision, that is pretty bad. But, That's as bad as bad gets. But what's the business decision if you? keep both of them and don't make the top four. Now you're just spending money to not get to where you have to get to. Well, it, 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 I'm not talking about spending money. I'm talking about getting money. Like if you don't sell one of the two and or, or reinvest the, the, that money the, into somebody else that wants to be at Arsenal. Because, I mean, when you look at Alexis, it, it sometimes he looks – I mean, I, I'm turning into a body language expert, which is right. awful because yes. I'm, I'm terrible at it. Nobody's uh, good. But – 
I mean, he's he even yeah, he is a professional, obviously, and he does his job. But you know, and, he, and even though he scored, I mean, he scored twice in five minutes or something like that yesterday, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, it, like, and he was part of the the and he was part of the goal. I think he started the goal scoring like the three goals in five minutes against Liverpool. So, you know, even still, like I, I look at the way that they play, and I look at the way. I, I mean, Alexis is. He's so he, he. It's almost like he's in F in FPL terms and Taga terms. He's like silently putting up an amazing season, right? And they need him to finish in the top four. And now that Liverpool got better, it actually makes it harder for them to sell him because they obviously think they can compete for a top four spot, but they cannot do it without him. Because that's my yeah. And are they? And if you say if you think they're not, they're not going to spend right. They're not going to like spend more to try to get to ensure that top four spot. And they're not going to sell any assets off to try to recoup money to spend in the summer. Uh, because that is what Arsenal do. They are a business too, right? Like they, they're one of the few teams that actually make money. So, I think you're, I think you're skipping over the fact that they could resign both of them, which costs money. Oh, they're not going to resign both of them. There's no, no, no way they resign both of them. But if they resign both of them, that costs money, and they could still not make the top four. So like, right, I understand the idea of letting them run out at this point. Like. Nobody's paying enough for Ozil to make it worth it to sell him because selling both of them now or one, <clears throat> I, I would say one. Sure. I think Ozil actually resigns. I don't I, think I, anybody's going to pay him more. But yeah. the difficulty is, is that he'll obviously want to play in the Champions League, as does Alexis. <laughs> yeah. And they can't do that without them. Yeah. I mean, they're in a really bad spot in the, for they're the January no, market. Either they have to spend without selling those two. That which they won't. They're, they're, they are. They, they are do. neither going to spend nor sell. That's how I see it. And, and then one point. They're one point. I can see an invisible red hand clearing the entire management house. Like just, just. It's, it's like if you put them all on a table, it's just like some, it's some angry businessman on the, like just, just sweeping his hand across the table and knocking all the papers and people off of it. Yeah, I think you're confusing should and will. <laughs> that's true <laughs> but i'm just saying like liverpool got better yes but like are spurs going to do anything that differently like My i think that yes yeah I, the, <laughs> they are fully in the race for a top four spot and the only priority right now is to finish in the top four the champions league money is worth more to them now that's what they have to focus on and whether and and they're just not a club. I mean, and how you know everybody makes such a humongous deal about January transfers. Very few like impact players move in January. Like Virgil Van Dyke is a good example. Like that, that, that's the, going to be the one, right? But exactly, like he's going people, to be the one, and you don't think like it's going to make any difference in terms of how many goals they allow. <laughs> People like me are going to blow it way out of proportion. Like, oh, here comes all the money now. Right. Like, like right. everyone's going to jump in here. Uh, right. Everyone's like, oh, Southampton's going to spend all this money. And like, no, they're not. Well, Southampton rumored to be interested in loan deals for yeah. two Arsenal players of the caliber of uh, of of oh, sorry, Daniel Sturridge is one. Yeah, like yes, Sturridge and also Theo Walcott. Right. That's a great way to spend seventy-five million pounds. But like, no, no, they're interested in loan deals. <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, to not spend it. Like that's what they're going to do. That Southampton. It's not like they're going to go out and get like these great, you know, fifty million pound players either. Like that's just not what they do. Well, yeah, they they they, they were they're on record to saying that they want three players yeah. out of that. 
I mean, Big Sam wants fifty players, but he's not going to get those either. Well, he's on a he's on a new team. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that I think the priority for Everton, as we've heard, is you know, that they want a striker because of course they do because yeah, they don't and, have one. You know what? Yeah. That, They're that's getting the one. Best, that's the let's, let's let's make that our segue into the first game of Saturday, which is Big Sam and Everton and strikerless Everton traveling to Birdmouth to take on uh, the Cherries here, who you know. If, I'll tell you this much. No one talked about him in Curacao. Uh, they, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, as far as like the big, I mean, they, they I mean, they played big, uh, they, they played the other hot team with a new manager of West Ham and played them to a three, three draw, mm. which I did not see coming. No, <laughs> I, 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 I looked at that score. I'm like, huh. David Moyes and yeah, Sam Allardyce going three, three. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. It was, uh, uh, uh how Eddie, how it oh, it's, sorry. Yeah. 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 I mean, I actually, I actually was thinking to myself, what was more surprising—the fact that West Ham scored three or gave up three, or, or that Burma scored three? Like, which team scoring three goals was more surprising? Was more surprising, yeah. That's and I think it was Burma. I guess. I mean, we—they have good players. It's just a matter of, you know, just it's any team in the Premier League on on their best day, they can score three and. <clears throat> Burnmouth have players like that. We've seen Callum Wilson score three all by himself. So that's correct. That's correct. And I mean Joshua King, by the way, he 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 wasn't like a big feature, but he still got an assist. He's still involved. Yep. Uh, so Joshua King still encouraging signs for him. Yeah, Jordan I uh, too has been playing really well lately. Yeah, Jordan I has been playing well. Nathan Ake. <laughs> I mean, you must have been real happy because you have a lot of shares of of of, of Ake, and he picked up a goal and an assist. But it was helpful. Dan Goss- is also getting goals and assists. Uh huh. Yep. He's filling into that uh, Andrew Sermon spot. So it's just an, an it's an assist machine spot. Yeah. And Harry Harry Arter, by the way, is subject to a lot of transfer speculation. <laughs> awesome. To you where? I'm joking. You think I'm joking? But like to <laughs> what? <laughs> to like West Ham. The teams like West Ham. They want Harry Arter to solidify their midfield. Okay. Because <laughs> he's done such a good job. At that Berman. might be like the worst player you've ever brought up in your transfer shenanigans, Harry Arter. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's, I, I read a lot of. This things. is the January transfer window, Mike. Harry Arter moves. And hey, you're like, whoa, that's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> mid level, mid level clubs need David players. Moyes making moves. <laughs> but for Burn, <laughs> Dan Gosling boiling over from yeah. way back. From that. way back, yeah. There you go. <laughs> That, that was a long, that was a low and slow simmer until yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, no, but on the Everton side, um, defense continues to be the name of the game here, shocking nobody with Big Sam at the helm. Uh, but for Everton, you know, I I benched Cuco Martino when they were playing Oops. when they were playing uh, Chelsea, and that that apparently was a terrible idea. Yeah, he's been good. He like he's been great. Yeah, he's playing out of position because he's usually a right back, but he's playing on the left side and in. in um... Baines's spot but yeah it's actually we, we always liked him in Southampton because uh, he was such an attacking fullback but he's been like racking up defensive stats over on the left side which has been kind of interesting to see but the one the guy I really wanted to ask about was um, how does it feel to finally get paid off on the uh, early well not early but in the mid-round Yannick Bellassi picks in your Taga drafts early, back in the August well, is everybody yeah. so happy that they grabbed him back then, and now he made his first appearance on Boxing I didn't, Day? I never drafted him. <laughs> I just want to make that known. I did not draft him. I forget who it was. I don't want to throw Wallen under the bus, mostly because I don't think he actually said it himself. 
Um, in fact, he may have pushed back on it, but it was his Twitter feed that I saw it. But somebody was talking about Belasi and, and Zlatan a few months ago. And they were like, you know, they're, maybe it was like when Zlatan signed and they were like, you know, what do we do about Belasi and Ibrahimovic? And they're like, they absolutely have to be owned in like 10 and 12 team leagues. And it's like, what? Like, I wouldn't, I, I can't see a path to Belasi being usable, like a startable Taga player for another, at least a month. And Zlatan's obviously completely worthless, but uh, I just, <laughs> the the injury optimism on some players is just crazy to me. Yeah, Seamus Coleman was just dropped in our yeah. Taga Premier League, yeah. you know, because he was picked up, and I'm like, that was that was that one was more surprising to me because Belasi was supposed to return first, so no, he did, uh, and he did, and and me, I think I think Coleman just suffered a setback too. I think he's still like months away. Yeah, Belasi, uh, I read an interview with him yesterday, uh, basically saying like he legitimately thought his career was over, uh, and. Uh, the, no, it was a brutal injury. Yeah, if you they, go they, back and watch they thought it. they thought it was a, a serious injury, and it turned out to be even more serious than they thought. And uh, but yeah, but great pickup for everybody who got him in Taga. <laughs> I guess you can't see <laughs> my eyes rolling when, on the but, podcast. But when you're, but it's okay. You can use the emoji to describe it in the podcast. <laughs> um, but we, when we, um, you know, when we when we look at an Everton lineup and they get down to the point where Yannick Velasi is a, like a central forward, right? Like they, they're, they're going pretty far or Marnie ass was, but like they, like they, they're really reaching deep down into the barrel now and they desperately need to bring something in at central forward. Yeah. I mean, they're going to, I assume they'll try to get Olivier Giroud again and, um, well, uh, Big Sam said he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't think Olivier Giroud, uh, Olivier Giroud is moving because his wife won't move north of Watford. I believe that. So, um, Danny Ings is available. Yeah, I Daniel, Stur- him. Daniel Sturridge is available, but he's not a he's not a Big Sam kind of forward. No. but like Andy, I don't Carroll know how anybody could be, rely on Andy Carroll is probably going to be available. Available, maybe, maybe. Yeah, like those are the kind of players that you might see. So uh, you know, a big towering center forward. Uh, you know, maybe. Uh, when you look across the league, like Solomon Rondon, if he's available, which I doubt that he is, but because David could, because West Brom have the same exact problem with Alan Pardew. Like, so like (laughs) they need a central forward too. So I at least Um, give them, give Everton the better. Like, I think big Sam is a significantly better manager than, than Pardew. Like, I can't believe he continues to get jobs. I really, it's astonishing to me. We'll talk about West Brom because they, well, they were, they, they, I mean, they just drew, well, they just drew Everton nil nil. Yeah, like they had, they got the same result that uh, Chelsea got against them. Yay! Slight, vastly differently, but they did get the same result. Anyway, we'll get to them in a minute. But for Everton taking on a Bournemouth side, you know what would what would surprise you more actually? Everton scoring two or Everton giving up zero? I don't think either are surprising. I I would either consider the two surprising. If I, I they would, scored I, two, really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be Everton on the road with Big Sam. They're going to sit way back and hope for the best. Okay. I mean, I, like I said, I don't think either result would be surprising. I mean, and Eddie You House, don't think Yannick Pelosi is going to fly down the line? and Eddie Howe's teams typically, you know, when you really look at Eddie Howe's teams, they like to have the ball. They like to, pa- they like to play pass and move, and they like to actually play in the midfield, play out of the back and play into the midfield and really – go at a team 
Well, when you have uh, Harry Arder, how else would you play? Well, they may not soon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, when we when when push comes to shove here, you know, Bournemouth don't have the the talent to do it this year. They just for some reason this year it has not clicked. And you know, going up against an Everton side, if you try to do that. I can see your point that, that you don't think that two goals would be surprising. I just don't think that Everton are going to really chase the game to get a second because I think they'll get a first at some point, like maybe in the second half or something like that on a counterattack. But, you know, I'm I'm seeing, again, a very defensive and boring game out of this one. Okay. I mean, Nathan Ake would be an interesting on the Burmese. I'll put it this way. I'd rather have Kuko Martina than I would Joshua King in this one. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. So... You know, it's it's not going to be a very interesting game, and I'm definitely not. I'm still not believing in any Everton forward player. What do you mean, your boy Dominic Calvert-Lewin? Except for Gilfie Sigerson. Wow, he'd be like fifth on my list. It, it's just, I, I mean, the, the only the only unit that I trust here, like let's for for example, if we go into uh, you know the, the futsal, the fantasy futsal units, I, I would take the Everton defense. Okay. All right, let's go on to a game that'll be much, uh, you know, uh, probably not as exciting when we talk about Chelsea taking on a Stoke side at Stamford Bridge. Uh, but for Chelsea, the only thing I'm looking at here is rotation. Um, you know, Alvo, Alvaro Morata, uh, he he came, uh, he came back and got some goals. Uh, you know, they went to three five two, which I hate, and it actually looked good. But yeah, sure did. You know, against an inferior opponent, <laughs> to be fair, um, which they have again. Yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, for the Stoke side, uh, Chuck Booth posted something about uh, um, uh, that new Stoke midfielder who's doing well. Sobi? Ramadan? Yes, thank you. Yes, Ramadan Sobi. And he's talking about the hype train for Ramadan Sobi. I'm like, just no. <laughs> this is Marvin Ziegler in midfield. <laughs> like, stop. How dare you? <laughs> Like, like, like the other side of this bell curve is gonna hit now, right? Like, the, yeah, he, he's I, gonna... yeah. I mean, he's had like, two sub goals too. It's like they're totally worthless. Nobody's starting Ramadan Sobia when he's not in the starting eleven. Yeah. So he also I'm scored just, on both of his shots. You know, like, like I'm just like stop. Like just, just like stop. See, like, like he's just the new shiny red ball, right? And, and everyone's just running after it. I'm like, just no. <laughs> I think the more, the more difficult thing is that he plays for Stoke. Like, who are, uh, you, are you really gonna? Yeah, and in what? And actually, to be fair, in, in in what is actually potentially a crowded, you know, if Eric Tupamoting is going back into midfield because Peter Crouch is playing more, mm-hmm. which I, which is surprising. But um, by the way, I saw I, I saw an amazing stat the other day. Uh, that Peter Crouch scored like, is averaging like nine, ten points, and he's doing like zero offensive things. He's do he's a strafender, but in the other <laughs> direction. Right. <laughs> like he he's just, he just has a he had like a couple of tackles and, and aerial duels and one successful take on, and that was it. Hmm. That was all of his points. That's it. Yeah. I mean, in Taga, but, when you have aerials duel, when you have aerial duels, one, it's like he's a must start because all yeah, they do but, is just. Yeah, but the it's only a half point for forwards, right? Yeah, but when you have twenty of them, like <laughs> yeah, that's true, and that's true. Well, I, I, him and I, I think I saw Josalu had like twenty something yeah, duels in a yeah. game. I was like, wait, what now? Uh, but it's a for, weird stat. 
Yeah, I, I and, and since since that twenty aerial duels, Joe Slew followed up with a thirteen. I'm like, oh, this, this, they're actually doing this now. Yeah. Um, so like and he would, and he would have had a goal if for uh, Nicholas Otamendi with an amazing header off the line against Manchester City. Because mm-hmm. yeah, Joe Slew was right behind him, ready to just hit that in from two inches away. Joe has the fifth, is averaging eight aerial duels one per per ninety minutes. So he's fifth in the league. Sam Vokes is right ahead of him at nine. Andy Carroll's at 9.24, as is Ben Teke, and Crouch is at 14.34. He's averaging over five more aerial duels won. Yeah, and when you look at him going up against the back, if Crouch is going to start here, you know, the back line of Chelsea is, I mean, it's not... I mean, stop. Gary Cahill. Gary, no, Gary Cahill can go go up against him. But I'm saying he'll still get his aerial duels. Yes. Because because Christensen and oh, I guess they they might play Rudiger because Rudiger is bigger. But yeah, okay. yes, he'll it's, still get his aerial duels. I will. I wouldn't play him in any other format. No, absolutely not. Uh, but on the Chelsea side, you got to like pretty much anybody who's going to start at this point. I mean, Cesc Fabregas was great yeah, in the was. three five two role. Um, which I, I, if they want to feature Cesc Fabregas, it has to be three five two. I did say that, but I think that what? playing those three central defensive or like three kind of defensive midfielders. I mean, Fabregas I is not. It's too showing too much respect. They don't need to do that. Anyway, uh, against the Stokes, I don't think it'll matter anyway. I yes. see it two 0 something I, like that. I think that's flattering to Stoke. Well, Chelsea just Chelsea aren't putting up but five right, nil score not. lines. Like, yeah, I think not. the only thing is to look for is Hazard's played a ton of minutes. Um, yeah, and Murata had a game off, or maybe two, two yeah two games off. So people are talking about whether Hazard will start up front in this one to let Murata rest, but it really should be the other way around. Yeah. Um, what do you think of? We talked about this on the DFS podcast, and it's <clears throat> excuse me, it's a little bit different. Uh, you know, when you're talking DraftKings versus these other formats, but. Uh, what are your thoughts on Willian if Fabregas plays? Because we were saying, at least for DraftKings, and frankly, not really good. for any point, yeah, you got to love Willian if Fabregas doesn't play. Yeah. But would you still play Willian? Like, would if you had Willian? Is Marcus Alonso also playing in this situation? Uh, I mean, he plays on the other side, so that's well. What I'm <clears throat> the reason why I'm saying this is because that means Willian gets zero set pieces. I wouldn't because... say zero. Zero. I bet they just because split Fa- sides. Fabregas, Fabregas will take the right-sided ones and oh, oh, I'm sorry, the left-sided yes. ones. I'm sorry. He'll get zero if Fabregas starts. Yes. And, and I mean, you're gonna. I mean, now you're. I think now, he gets I mean, zero even if Alonso doesn't start. I don't know who would play for Alonso, but I mean, Willian's only value probably is going to be in a format like FPL where it's so goal assist oriented. His uh, name. I guess, I guess, yeah. But and he's not near, and he's not as expensive. Yep. I guess as the other options. But I mean, when you're talking about. Like Togger, you're gonna start him anyway. Like you're not gonna name me five midfielders that are better than Willian. Would you rather have Willian or Yannick Bellassi for the rest of the season in Taga? It, it's an interesting question. The only reason why it's an interesting question is because of playing time, right? Right. Um, I'm still gonna say Willian because I'm not convinced that Bellassi doesn't just injure himself again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the only reason. Like okay. it's not. It's not. Uh, do you, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's a, it's a tougher question because of playing time. But I also, but like I said, I'm not convinced that Yannick Bellassi is the long term answer in a Sam Allardyce club. Okay. On the Stoke side, Eric Chupa Moting, uh, Jordan Shakiri. Uh, we talked extensively about Peter Crouch, which is embarrassing. 
But uh, for the other two, uh, do, do you see any value there? Not this week. By the way, no no Kurt Zuma, no Ryan Shawcross, I don't believe. I Correct. think Eric Peters is probably not going to play. Yeah, it's uh, it, going to be... It's a pretty barren Stoke defense. I think that's what happened last time Chelsea, Chelsea and Stoke played, actually, too. Um, yeah, I assume it's going to be Vimmer and Cameron uh, yeah. as the two center backs. And then even out wide, it's like uh, you have... Um, Juve. <laughs> yeah, and the Thomas Edwards, who is around. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Last time they played, it was Peters, Martin Zindi, and Glenn Johnson as the back three. That's bad good. Murata scored in the second minute. You'll never guess who assisted on his goal. Uh, I think it was uh, – it's, it's one of two Spaniards. It's either Cesar Espilicueta or – That's who it is. Yeah, exactly. It's one of two – I think Espilicueta has like five assists all to Alvaro Murata, something like that. Six. Six. Yes, and all to Murata. It's incredible. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, 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 not, I'm not kidding about yeah. that. <laughs> Four in the last five games for Espilicueta. Yeah. Not bad. He's From a center back, no less. That's my. That I'm telling you, I, I'm not. I, I. I. It's not that I don't like Aspilicueta. He's just not a right wing back. Mm-hmm. He's a great right center back or yeah. left center back, whichever side he wants to play. I don't care. Yeah. Just not in the middle of the three. Anyway, I, mean, I agree. All right, let's go on to a game that should be closer in competition. It's Huddersfield at home at the John Smith's apostrophe S, taking uh, <laughs> uh, the John Smith Stadium, taking on Burnley, who uh, come to town, featuring their brand of football, which is allow terrible shots, but a lot of them. Yeah. And uh, Huddersfield have someone who actually just recently broke his goal uh, goal scoring streak. He's no longer on the list of players with most shots without a goal. And that's Tom Ince. Oh, I, I I picked the, the the when I we left when I left for vacation I said I want Tom Ince I want him now and he he then doesn't play which is, <laughs> that's totally perfect and then and then in the game that he does start he does pick up a goal yeah he was inspired by Granite Jaka who also took his name off that list um, yep. so I oh, believe just, the clubhouse on. leader now is Matt Ritchie thirty eight shots hold no on goals. one second hold on one second about Granite Jaka's goal that yeah. should have been an own goal what. <laughs> The one that went off Minule's hand, <laughs> like Minule should have saved it. I mean, it was just so powerful. Did it even touch his hand? I didn't think it. Yes, did. it, oh. it significantly touched his hand. Oh. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> but, never an own goal. So I know it's not, but like it, it, it was, it was more of a terrible goalkeeping performance than it was an actual Granite Shaka goal. That's the way that I want to put that. But hey, they all count. Yeah. I'm assuming he had great shots that were saved by goaltenders as well. So this stuff evens itself out. I'm sure they were all horrible shots. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Matt Ritchie, 38 shots, and Nathan Redmond is next at 30. And then yeah. in this game, Johan Berg Goodmanson, 26 shots, no goals yet. Think he's due? I mean, he's in a lot of my lineups. I'm, 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 I'm going – you know, I am not afraid to start anybody to, to, to go to coin one of your phrases. I'm not afraid to start anybody in this matchup. Okay. I agree so, with you. Yeah. I, 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 there are I not many. Of, well, that, that's not true. I think there are uh, f- five attacking players you could start in this game. Or at least non-defenders. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you can start the defenders too. <laughs> that's the that's the scary part. Like this could be easily be zero zero too. Uh, yeah, nobody's nobody would be surprised at Huddersfield and uh, Burnley scoring on. But yeah, no, I mean when when we you know when we when we look at the table, right? You know, it's both teams could use a point. <laughs> like like they, that would not be a terrible result for either one of them. I mean, Burnley, of course, I don't think they have aspirations to move to the top four. I don't think they can get there. Uh, but you know, it's. I mean, Burn, Burnley, as far as standings are concerned, 
a point for them is is perfect. You know, it just keep, it keeps them chugging along, and that would give them what like thirty eight points or sorry thirty four points already. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah, they'll sign up for that. And then of course for you know for the Huddersfield side, you know, I mean they're kind of in the muck a little bit uh, in that you know from tw- you know the difference between like right in the relegation battle and where Brighton uh, sorry and where Huddersfield are are is. It's not. Uh, it's not exactly. Stro- it's, it's six points, right? Like, it, like yeah. they'll be the, so they they need they need points. Yeah. So the goal a point differential here is always good, good. No, their goal differential is not great, but it, I mean, it's not. It's better than most of the teams that are behind them. Yeah. So it, you know, the only team that's level with them on points that's behind them is Southampton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think. I mean, oh, sorry, that's not true. That's not true. I was looking at Brighton. Sorry, Huddersfield are negative fourteen. So it's it's it means Newcastle, Southampton, and and Brighton. You literally and, can't even get them straight looking at no, their names. No, no, they, they it's it's <laughs> long it's long names. They wear blue and white. Yeah. Like it's like um, no, sorry, yeah, no, they, they're they're at negative fourteen. So they're actually you're you're you you were absolutely correct. So yeah, there are their goal differential does not look good for a lot of the teams that are behind them. For example, Burnmouth and West Brom, who are in the relegation zone. Have better goal differentials. Yeah. Would you rather play Goodmanson or Moy? Goodmanson. Okay. Uh, only, only, only for recency bias. Even though Aaron Moy has had a great game in the past three, mm-hmm. um, but since Goodmanson's gotten his role without Robbie Brady around, uh, I, I like that prospect better. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a coin flip at the John Smiths. But, yeah, I think those two you play, Van Lepara, Ince, Colin Coiners, if that's how we pronounce his name, is... Quainar. Quainar. Uh, it's something like that. I don't know. Um, I think he's fine. Uh, whoever starts up front is good. Uh, I'm guessing Ashley Barnes starts again for Burnley because it seems like Sean Dyche prefers him over Sam Vokes, which is fine with me. Uh, and then, yeah, all of the... Defenders, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, they, yep, yep. They they all they all have a place here. So let's uh, let's go on to uh, a Liverpool side who uh, they won't have Van Dyke yet in this game, but I'm sure that he'll be in the stands and you know give a wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'll be taking on a Leicester side at Anfield. Um, you know, for Liverpool, it's really about three players, right? It's about uh, Coutinho, it's about Firmino and Salah right mm-hmm. now. Those three guys. Everyone else is kind of periphery, uh, even Sadio Mane yep. uh, of late, uh, which you know breaks my heart personally. Sure yeah. um, you know, but uh, he's the, those three have kind of covered up for the fact that they have terrible spacing between their forwards and their defenders, and that's why their defenders get exposed so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but you start looking at like transfer speculation, Emery Chan and Juventus keeps coming up. Um, whether that happens now or he signs a pre-contract now for the summer because he can do that, um, you know, I, I, those are both possibilities. Um, so I, I, outside of that, I mean, you know, it's really – like I said, for Liverpool, it's about three players and I don't think you can be comfortable starting anybody else. I, I like Andrew Wait, Robertson. really? I like Andrew Robertson a lot, but it's just – it just – he hasn't been doing enough offensively recently, to be hmm. honest, and it's been disappointing. So you wouldn't start Milner or no Winaldum? Wow, no. I would start anybody against home against Leicester. Uh, I, they're not doing they're not doing enough. Like, like like if we're talking about if we're talking about the official game for sure, definitely not. If we're talking about Taga, like okay, 
I understand if you do, but I'm not going to be like excited. Hmm. Interesting. Why would you, you, you would be you're going into a matchup in a given week. You're like, Oh, I got win all of them. Oh, that's like 15 points. Like, no, no, but, but like, I, I'm just, if you had it, Milner and he started, I would, I would start him the same with like Joe Gomez or Matt yeah, or yeah. Even Trent Alexander yeah. Arnold, who was in like the dream team last week. Right. Yeah, he scored. Right? would but, certainly get a start. Yeah. It's uh, just, the real question yeah. is, would you start Mahrez? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, okay. There's nothing about the Liverpool defense, especially a, verge of, a Van Dykeless, uh defense. You know, I mean, like it's not like it's going to get significantly better anyway. But like, so you're just going to ignore the three goals allowed in ten home matches? Well, no, 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 no. But that they're not going to be significantly better, is what I'm saying. But you know, for I mean, for Leicester, I mean. Uh, I, like I said, I like the three guys. Like I think they're going to be really heavily involved. I like, but that's not really earth-shattering news, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, saying that you like Coutinho, Firmino, and Sala, and Sala. Like, yeah. But it's really those three guys. Okay. Uh, it, uh, otherwise, I mean, yeah, you're going to start them, especially in formats like targets. You're not going to find five midfielders probably better than one all of them. But I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to be like penciling down like 12 points or anything like that. Like if I get eight, 10 points out of all of them, I'll be happy. Do you start Milner ahead of Aaron Boy too? Do you start Milner ahead of Albrighton or Ndidi? Albrighton? Yes. No, sorry. Albrighton. No, Ndidi. Yes. Hmm. But that, I mean, that's, I mean, that's what you're talking about as far as the, the point range for me, as far as expected outcome. It's in that range. Okay. So it's not an insult. I mean, they've been good, yeah. actually, as of late. So it's not an insult, but that mean, but that's what you, that mean, that's what you're talking about in terms of comparables. That's fair. <sighs> uh, Jamie Vardy, we we got we got at least talk about whether you would tip him for this weekend. Uh, I will probably go out of my way to try to not start him, and my guess is I will end up starting him. I think I have him in the Rotowire league. Yeah, uh, I, I I looked at the I looked at the uh, that league and I, it looks like I'm kind of running away with that league, the Rotowire mm. uh, Tiger League. Um, yeah, I mean we're like halfway through the season, so yeah, yeah. I mean I'm up. I think either oh, I wow, think you it's are about Three nine. Games. Yeah, I think, I think it's like nine, nine points. points and uh, like a couple hundred points. Yeah. Wow, you are. Is, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I looked at because I looked at all my teams uh, like when I got back in the United States and. Um, and I was like, oh, wow, this team's doing really well. What did I do? <laughs> Tottenham defense, everyone. Tottenham defense. That's I guess what's so. in it. Oh, I have Vardy uh, in the Taga Premier Division. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's tough. Like, it's it, like you're going to – you're going to get – you're going to – I'll start Dwight Gale in that one. I'm set, Mike. <laughs> yeah, you can only start Dwight Gale against me. And then, of course, when you do, he scores. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that's the way – oh, man. I, I just wanted to throw my laptop at the ground. But it's not mine. It's my my work's laptop. Anyway, uh, we'll go on to uh, the Matt Ritchie uh, shoots but no uh, no scores. Uh, Newcastle against a Brighton side that come to town. Uh, Newcastle needs some points, man. Um, I, I don't know. We talked about this before we left. Like, why is Newcastle so bad? Um, and like they're out of re- they're out of the relegation zone, which is good for them. But they do not look like a club that draws sixty thousand a week. Yeah, it's who who are we blaming now? It, it, I, I mean, I, I mean, I said it before we left. Like they need the ownership change. Yeah, yeah, but 
it's not happening right now. So, and, I, and it must be really strange for Rafa Benitez to go to management, to go to Mike Ashley and say, "Look, we need to spend some money here." And Mike Ashley's gonna like laugh him out of the room, like, "Absolutely not! Not until I sell this team." <laughs> like, who? Like, where do they? What do they fix first? I, um, defense. Okay, that's where I would start. Um, I mean that, especially in the Premier League, that seems to work. Uh, if you shore up your defense when you're near the bottom, you'll stay up, mm-hmm. and then you can use that to kind of shore up, you know, any other problems. And they have, you know, they have. You know, Joseph is not a terrible forward. Uh-huh. Like, he's not terrible, and Dwight Gale's been better. I don't like him personally, but a lot of people seem to. Um, you know, Christian Atsu has played okay. Uh, you know, he had one good game in the his last three, I believe, and I mean. Rolando Aaron, I mean, Rolando Aaron's, you know, he's the one who chipped that ball mm-hmm. over, over Ederson, right? Like I used to love him. I used to love Rolando Aaron's and he's, I mean, he's gotten hurt a little too, but, mm-hmm. um, but you know, they have some young talent in the midfield that they just haven't been able to get a good run of form together. And, you know, when you look at the forward line, I mean, they're probably going to sell Mitrovic or let him go. Yeah, right. They need uh, to. And then, you know, you have Yosalu and you have. Dwight Gale. I mean, that's. I mean, when you look at teams, when you look at teams at the bottom, like that's probably a better attack, like, like a better strike force than most of the other ones have. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's. I mean, they're not great, but they're yeah, they're yeah. But like, but but like, I mean, if you if you if one of the Newcastle defenders besides for DeAndre Yedlin in this country like sat down next to you on a plane, you wouldn't know. <laughs> probably <laughs> you, like not. they're all anonymous. Yeah. So I mean that, that's yeah. really where I think they could use the most help, and mm-hmm. I, I'm not a I, I'm usually not the person to say defense first, right? <laughs> no, but, but in I their case, I actually do think it is what they should go for first. Uh, yeah. What are your but thoughts in, on this one? Because Brighton have allowed the seventh fewest goals in the Premier League this year. It's gonna be it's gonna be a low scoring game. Like it's gonna be Newcastle at home. They are gonna have the impetus to go forward, right? Because Brighton are not. Uh, Brighton on the road are not going to go forward much. And if Newcastle becomes stretched, Brighton can hit them on a counter. Like that's really what I see happening. If Newcastle takes the chances and actually opens up and if they get an early goal, they could actually make this two or three because then Brighton's going to have to, you know, come out of their shell and they, they just don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's reasonable. That's reasonable. Is Richie your top guy though? Like would you rather Richie or Gross? The, the same same tier personally Richie but they're at the same tier only because Richie is scoring the number of points that he has without having goals yeah where do you yeah, put Knockart it's far below far <laughs> I'm, below I'm, I'm, wow. I'm so off of Knockart even though I have so many shares of wow. him I can't drop him but I'm just so frustrated wow okay it's a personal thing I'm sure that's no, no rational or empirical evidence but and does tomer hamed if he starts move ahead of gale and top the list. i'm just kidding i'm just kidding uh yes he does hmm. uh, tomer hamed is really talented hmm. he's way ta- more talented than glenn murray who's on this team <laughs> is he brown <laughs> he could start that's fine you know start your talented guys that need games <laughs> don't start a guy you know is not talented just because he happens to have been scoring the last couple of games. Yes. I mean, are you trying to... Because yeah. the game is built on talent and not actually scoring goals. Well, you got to... You if, you, if you're going to invest in this talent, you're going to have to actually use it. 
<laughs> Otherwise, you're just spending money to not use it. Okay. It's just it, 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 the Premier League because there's a lot of money involved. I understand why they do it. But if if you if you bring someone in and they don't instantly succeed, you drop them to the bench. You don't see them again uh, for teams that are lower in the table, and that's just operationally, I think it's a mistake. Because mm-hmm. now, now now you've spent money, now you've wasted money, which is something you don't have. Okay. Anyway, uh, Swansea uh, go on to uh, go to Watford to take on Marco Silva's side, uh, and Richarlison getting what I consider. <laughs> I, I was reading this on Twitter. The most BS of assists uh, over the over the over the last couple of games. Uh, that that this that this one of the things I remember reading. Like Richarlison was credited with an assist that just didn't make any sense at all. Mm. Uh, but Watford did just take on Leicester and they beat him two one. And then uh, what was the other game? Yeah, they lost to Brighton one nil um, in a game that was surprising for everybody. Uh, but for Watford, um, this whole game, I just I'm not interested. Like I, I, it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be a great television product. I don't think it's going to be a game that a lot of people are gonna pay too much attention to. And they're pro- I mean, I, I don't think there's a ton of startable options outside of like Richarlison and maybe Tammy Abraham. If you believe that Swansea on the road are gonna score, hmm. um, but it, it's 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 the first it's the first game for Swansea under Carvalho. Mm-hmm. Um, new manager bump is possible. But again, we don't know what the system is going to be, what the selection is going to be. So, he did have some very nice things to say about Renato Sanchez, though, which I wonder <laughs> if that means he'll come back in. No, that was serious. I know, but like everyone has nice things to say about him. I think him, I, I specifically, I specifically meant that I believe he's going to play him. Oh, okay. I like. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this because you're. You should take credit for him, but I think it's a great Tom Cleverly game. Yeah, I mean that's fine. I really like, like Jordan Ayew of late, which is I actually like Ayew more than Abraham. It, it, it's all it, if you think they're going to score, one of those two is likely going to be involved. Yeah, I, I think you could play Ayew even without scoring. Yeah, that's fair. He has been doing more outside of mm-hmm. scoring recently. That's totally fair. Yeah, because um, I've been starting in place of Pedro recently in yeah, the so. in the F, EFSA league because that's who I have. There's mm-hmm. no there's no one else. So, um, yeah. and I think you could start Marvin Ziegler. No, I cannot. <laughs> uh, professionally, I don't think I could ever. Uh, I mean, I owned Marvin Ziegler for one game, and he got his red card in that game. Mm-hmm. So You're welcome. I will. I am not coming back to that. <laughs> <laughs> huh? That's fair. Yeah, I, I've already made a fool out of myself. Fool, yeah, fool me once. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, so I'm not. I'm not going back to that. Well, okay. Now, if I now I can do the same thing. Uh, I can spoil everyone's good time with with uh, Ramadan Sobi as well. Like I, I could do that. I'm I, I'm not above that. So I just I, I guess I just don't see enough from Sobi specifically at Stoke to warrant. Yeah, I mean Chuck anything. Booth, who's right behind us, by the way, in the Tiger Premier League. We're he numbers just two. And, my team. Yeah, we're, we're I mean we're we're numbers two and three in that league because mm-hmm. of our points scored. Uh, and he's right behind us. I mean, he, he, he also just knows his stuff in, in general, but, um, but for, I, I'm just surprised that I, I'm hearing him about this, this, this Ramadan Sobi hype train. And he's like, I've been on it for four weeks. I'm like, why? He hasn't started all four weeks either. Right. Uh, well, his two goals were off the bench. So, 
Like, no. It's just, I, my, my, my question is, again, why? Like, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Anyway, uh, we go back to Marvin Ziegler's team of Watford here. And, I mean, after Richarlison, I'm, I'm not comfortable. Like, even you say Tom Cleverly, I'm, I'm not comfortable. Oh, I think you'll play Cleverly. When you... I have no cho- I'll probably have no choice, but that's not the point. Like, like it, 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 when you when you look at when you look at the format of what you of who you're talking about, like, yeah, I mean, you're you're likely gonna have to play him in a Taga league. There's not that many other options. Yeah, I think, I think you were overly positive on cleverly earlier, and you are now underly positive, underly overly negative. Excuse me, underly positive. Yikes. <laughs> <clears throat> No, 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 no. We'll stay. No, for Tom Cleverly, underly positive is appropriate. Okay, yes. You're underly positive. About Tom Cleverly here. About Tom Cleverly in this game. No, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, when you're talking about, like, 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 like when you talk about the official game, right, which is what a lot of people are playing, I mean, after Richarlison, are you taking anybody? Ziegler. Be serious. I'm I'm starting Ziegler. Absolutely. Oh. Oh, Watford defender home against Swansea? Why wouldn't you? He's the cheapest one. Uh, I mean, that's easy. Yeah. Oh, that's why I'm not good at the official game. <laughs> that's why. In fairness, I've gotten blasted the last few weeks because of my refusal to play Harry Kane and back-to-back hat tricks or whatever it is is not helping my cause. Yeah, I... I, I think I, I just... finally got a captain choice right this week with Firmino, and Kane just ruined it. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I haven't looked checked yeah, you my team. Don't even know since. what your team looks like. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know who's on it anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, let's go on to Southampton, who I think actually might get a little better now that the saga of Virgil Van Dyke is over. Like they know he's gone. I think that may have been affecting the locker room just just a tad, not not a ton, not enough to beat a Manchester United side on the road. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, but um, I actually think we'll see a better performance out of Southampton just because. You know, their star player, they finally have some level of completion. Okay. I think they're all the same guys and nothing will change, but That's all also true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the I mean the for, for this game, uh Cedric and Bertrand are out, so you get some nice backup fullbacks against Manchester United who like to play from the wings and then uh, who knows how the midfield will line up because it's Southampton. You never know. Charlie Austin's still out. So either Shane Long or Gabby Adini are coming back in. I forget um, yes. who. I, yep, I had Chaz, I had Chaz in the Rotowire yeah. in our Rotowire league, and he guess great. what? He's yeah. done. Yeah, he was great. But like <clears throat> everyone's like, oh, they're gonna go out and spend money for that like forward that they never got, and it's like, well, Gabby Adini was that. Like people, Gabby Adini was great when he came. Yeah. He. I was all excited. Yeah, scored all. Thankfully, scored some goals in the uh, wasted some goals in the FA Cup or the whatever the Carabao Cup was last year, so that our under <laughs> five goals care. came through. But uh, <laughs> was it Capital One last year? I don't even yes. remember. Oh, it was okay. Um, but it's kind of like they're they're everyone's like, oh, now they need a forward. And it's like, well, they that's why my my argument was like, well, they had Austin. They're like, well, you know, Austin's always hurt, so they need somebody else. And it's like, yeah, that was Gabby Dini. Like they have that. Just because he's not that good doesn't mean they don't have it. So, but yeah, Danny Ings is another one. I wouldn't mind seeing Danny Ings at Southampton. Oh yeah, I have yeah, an no. unnecessarily high opinion of Danny Ings for absolutely no reason other than it'd be the fact fun that to see him. It would be fun to see him back at Burnley. Uh, yeah, it would be. It would be. Like no joke, that would be. Yeah, fun no, to that's see. a yeah. 
Uh, I mean, obviously Wood is going to miss a little time and yeah. That, and playing, uh, playing with Sam Vokes. Yeah, that's that'd, be, that'd be fun. Vokes. Vokes is done, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Play him up front with like by himself. No, he yeah. doesn't. Yeah. The, the move to Liverpool was such a bummer because like he had like maybe a shot to play. And then once Klopp came in and, and brought, they brought in Firmino and it was a, the, he had no well, chance. For, 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 for Liverpool, for Liverpool, I mean, do you think that they get rid of both Ings and, um, and Sturridge? Sturridge? Um, they could. And Sturridge is hurt again. Yeah, that, that, that's the problem with Sturridge is that like nobody's going to want to take him. No, that's not true. I, I mean, I think Southampton take him in a hurry. Well, okay, <laughs> on loan, not on a stop. yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Not I don't think they're but, buying anybody. But I mean, I, I mean, I think that Sturridge is going to be a hot loan. Uh, like a lot of people will be in for him on loan. They may even get a loan fee of a like a, a small one, but you know they may get a small loan fee out of a team like West Ham. Maybe. Maybe. I don't think he's going to like. I if he's, if he's if, also English. If Sturridge there's, there's and attacks on English players. If Sturridge and Ings both move, I want Ings for the rest of the season, not Sturridge. Uh, I I disagree. I want Sturridge if he's healthy. Well, that's the point. They both they that's... both have the same injury problem. I, I do no, I don't no, want to. No, 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 no. Ings no, no. had a long term injury. Right. I understand that. There's, there's right? a very big difference between injury. being back just... for eight months after a long term injury and Sturridge constantly hurt his entire career <laughs> all true but Danny when was the last time Danny Ings played a competitive game uh he was just in a few weeks ago no no, no. I mean like start start uh, well that's the problem is it's not the, the injury is not why he's not starting that's it's not a, the point he, my point is he hasn't been starting in a real competitive yeah, no, game it. in a long time yeah like it's been multiple years now I think I think it's been two years no I I totally get that I'd rather take my chance on a guy who has at least been training and back playing for U23s for months than a player like Sturridge who you know will get hurt. Yeah. Who was hurt right now, in fact. Yep. Take everyone <laughs> uh, take everyone on Manchester United. Yeah, it's just going to be uh, you know, it, <clears throat> we have no idea who's going to start in the back. Yeah. Um and I mean Jesse Lingard looks like their best attacker right now. Yeah. Jose Mourinho made some comment. He's got, the, he's got the best moves before and after he scores goals now. Yeah. Um, Mourinho made some comment about how Lukaku is tired and followed that up by saying there's absolutely no way he can bench him. So, um, Yeah, did you see Zlatan? Yeah. <laughs> In Jose's defense, which is meager at most times, he's got a point there. Well, I mean, what what, what are you expecting? That's not, I mean, the fact that they signed him back in the first place is one is a separate question, right? Like, I, I understand, like, he put himself in this position, but he still has a point. Like, he can't bench Lukaku now. Right. No, I get, I mean, I agree. But, I agree. yeah, it's, I mean, who knows? Maybe, I mean, and he also just made fun of Klopp this morning, I believe, oh. for spending $75 million on a defender. Right, right, because he spent for $35 man, he spent like million. On, million. Yeah. Right, he scored, <laughs> spent $35 million on Victor Lindelof, who he doesn't even play. Ugh. Jose, he's, yeah. he gets under he gets under everybody's skin. Like as a Chelsea guy for so long, I'm just like you just can't take him seriously. Yeah, he's like the, the words that he says in public are one thing, and the, probably the words that he says in the locker room are a different one. It just takes the attention off of how bad, to be honest, their defense has been recently. Um, yeah, I mean, when you're relying on Ashley Young as one of your defenders, I mean that should say it all, right? 
and, and I mean, to be fair, also, I mean, Antonio Valencia, who's not a defender, has been their right back for a long time now. Yeah, he, I think he's basically a defender now. He's not. He's not a great defender. Is the way that I'm putting this. Okay. <laughs> like yeah, Ashley Young, who is comical as a defender, he's not that bad, but it's he's not great. You know, like, like he's. Like Who's a better Robert, defender, Kieran Valencia or Alberto Moreno? Sorry, say it again. I said, "Who's the actual better defender, Valencia or Alberto Moreno?" Moreno, but okay. it's close. I'll give you that. That one's close. But Kieran yeah. Trippier is better than both of them at defending, and he's bad at. <laughs> okay, that, I'll leave. I'll, I'll leave that argument on that note. Because uh, we got to get to the Sunday games. Yeah. Before we do, a quick note from our sponsor, Fan Futsal, the simplified fantasy soccer game where users select five clubs instead of eight or 11 individual players for their weekly lineups. Fantasy scoring is based on the match scores, not individual statistics. So players have no worries about lineup rotations, player injuries, or following detailed player stats across multiple matches at the same time because they incorporate strategic elements like positions and formations that allow for differentiation and strategy in lineups. They offer games and tournaments for the major European leagues as well as MLS and Liga MX when they're in season. Fan Futsal is completely free and takes only a few seconds to sign up. So head over to fanfutsal.com. That's F-A-N-F-U-T-S-A-L.com and play today. Yeah, like the Everton defense I was talking about earlier. There I will. I mean, if, if, if I'm going to take an offensive side, it's still going to be uh, the Manchester. Is it going to be Man City yeah. <laughs> against Crystal Palace? <laughs> like, um, yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, um, so Manchester City traveled to uh, uh, traveled to Crystal Palace this weekend, uh, starting off the Sunday slate. It really is like man. Uh, what's wow. If Manchester City are the standard in which good is measured, everyone else is bad. I agree with that sentiment. I don't think you can use Man City as the standard yeah. for good. So that's another thing that I heard when I was away, um, you know, that the Premier League now, now doesn't matter because of Manchester City. I'm like, no, two things can be true, right? Like there can be very good competition and the best league in the world, top to bottom, one to 20. You know, and you can also have a non-interesting championship race because Manchester City are that much better than the best competition one to twenty in the world. Both things can be true. What about one to eighteen? What do you mean? <laughs> the Bundesliga only has eighteen teams. Oh, fine. <laughs> okay, fine. Fair. <laughs> I'm not convinced that the Premier League is the greatest league in the world. When you look at top to bottom, I mean, I'll put it this way. The bottom it's, of the Premier League is really bad, Mike. It's not as bad as like the bottom of La Liga, which is horrendous. I think that – I think they're equally bad. Bad teams are bad teams. I'll put it uh, – well, the one thing that I will knock the Premier League for is because I understand why from a business perspective, right, there's so much money involved – the, the lower-level teams do themselves zero favors by playing the way that they play because not only do they not usually get the points, but they're also not developing any young talent and they're not attracting any young talent to go showcase their their, their skills because they're not going to play in a way that anyone can actually showcase themselves. That's fair. But, but I understand why. I understand why, they don't do, I understand why they don't do it that way, but they're doing themselves no favors. Uh, from a, it's the from opposite a, of the Bundesliga. Correct. Correct. The Bundesliga, they have no, they they do not care if they fail out loud. 
which I love, mm -hmm. but that does lead to like, you know, seven nil score lines and, you know, <laughs> you know that, that can lead to some very ugly games. Score I mean, we see plenty of ugly games in the Premier League. And they're usually involving Manchester City, <laughs> to be fair. Who, like, who would you rather bet on to score a goal, Nicholas Otamendi or Christian Benteke? Nicholas Otamendi. I Is have there no comment. Anyone about Mangala or anybody from Palace? I, I, I Wilfred Zaha. I can see him scoring anyway. Like <laughs> Wilfred Zaha has the goods to score because he can get past the defender if he's one on one with them. Which is usually if you get any kind of space, that's what that's what's going to be presented in front of you. But they have to get that space, which mm -hmm. is not easy to do. I'm not sure he's getting in front of Kyle Walker, but Delph maybe. It, but it, Wilfred Zaha can play on either side. Yeah. Like he can roam yeah. around. Like he doesn't. He doesn't have to go up against Kyle Walker every time. But no, they no, also could play Danilo on the other side too to counteract the speed element. They might. I doubt it. They have no, no. They have no reason to show them any kind of respect to play extra defenders. None. Over under three and a half. What do you take? Over. Ooh. <laughs> over. The Crystal Palace are not repelling them. No okay. way. Uh, in fact, you know what? I would actually take Mamadou Sako to score a goal before Christian Benteke. How about that? Even though I don't even think he's playing in this game. He's <laughs> like, like, like. There's no way that Christian Benteke scores. Okay. Uh, and I, I will. I don't care if I'm wrong out loud. No, that that's like, fine. I, I, I wouldn't even put him first or maybe even second on my list of guys who I thought would score. Yeah. In fact, I would probably take two Sackos to score before him. One of them is not going to play, and the other one's right. Backer, also he might. unlikely. Yeah, he might. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you got where I was going with that. Um, who? I'm just going to tell you who I think it is, and then if you have any different opinion. But I think Raheem Sterling has been the most surprising player in the entire Premier League this season, good or bad. Can you think of anybody who? He's up there. Um, I'm not going to refute that. I mean, every, anyone who I say would be similar, it's not going to be better. I never... No greater surprise, but... I really didn't ever simple. think he would be this good. And I realized he was, like, young, and... Well, I don't think he would have been so this... Much, but... I'll put it this way. He would never have been this good on an Arsenal side. Oh, sure, sure. Or a Liverpool But I, I didn't think anybody would ever be able to make him this good. Uh, I mean, no, I don't think that's true. I mean, when you looked at when you looked at the old SAS, right, when it was him with Suarez right, and Sturridge, like that worked really well. Yeah, but he was like, like, like he showed he showed this kind of form, not for this long, but he did show this kind of form. Yeah, I mean, he was like eighteen or at the time, but, and, I mean, so, he, and which is probably where you're like, oh, I could see him developing into a really good player but like i didn't see this there are very few places where raheem sterling can have this little pressure on him oh sure so you know under these very sterile conditions yeah he can succeed but, uh, if you, but if i you, think if even he, if that he makes, he's succeeding a lot more than i ever thought he would fair it's fair uh, I, I i just uh, i think that in order for him to be this successful a lot of things have to fall into place which is not you know that you can use that analysis for a lot of people. That's not fair just to say to Raheem Sterling, but uh, there's a reason why it, you can see why there was a very strong reason that Pep Guardiola did not want to make him a part of any deal for Alexis Sanchez. Yeah, absolutely. And he looks great having made that decision. But like uh, the yeah. fact that he leads this team in goals is is it's nuts. comical. <laughs> it's comical to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> like Mikey yeah. leads them in Champions League scoring also. 
Yeah, and he uh, and he, he's also up there on the assist on the assist board too, it's right? Like, I just, it, I just really never thought he'd be this good. I really didn't. Thirteen goals on nineteen shots on goal is pretty crazy, though. Yeah, it's unsustainable. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's that's the case. He does get a lot of very easy. They're just shots. yeah, they're just happens basically. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. And I, if, if there's anyone on this team who could keep that up, it's him. Because like everybody else just shoots a lot more. Um, like Aguero gets shots on goal from further out. Same with De Bruyne and Sane, Silva. Jesus, I maybe, what is he? At? He's at eight, eight and twenty-two, which still not as good. But it's just, uh, I just Jesus has missed good. a lot of really good opportunities too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could easily have twelve. Yeah, easily. The question will be if he starts this week. Uh, Ever since uh, Aguero as, as complained, always, and also David Silva, because with his personal issues in Spain, right. you know whether yep. he's going to be there. Yep. Um, you know, Ilkay Gundogan, not a terrible replacement. No, no. <laughs> Uh, it, it, yeah, it it man it, it Man City really good. Take everybody, Crystal Palace. Take okay. you can be comfortable still taking Zaha, but nobody else. I wouldn't play maybe, Zaha. Maybe Kabai. No, I'm not taking it. I'm not playing starting anybody against Man City. It's tough. To, it's 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 tough. It's a tough proposition. Yep, I'm playing Tom Cleverly over any of those guys. I would still play Wilfred Zaha over Tom Cleverly. I didn't do rankings this week, but I would have ranked Zaha over Cleverly. Okay. Did you rank Zaha over Cleverly or not? Did you rank? Did you I didn't did rank, you rank Wilfred Zaha? No. Okay. No. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't actually look at the rankings. I was on a flight. Anyway, uh, Crystal, uh, we I think I actually think we might even be able to use this same analysis for the next game, which is Alan Pardew's West Brom at home against Arsenal. Even though Arsenal are on the road, I still think that they have the capacity to really blow West Brom away. I hope so, but I know you I hope know. so. Yeah, I don't know. Arsenal. It's uh, Jack Wilshire is looking good which which is perfect timing for them to sell him in january no he nobody's buying jack wilshire but uh, um, he, he, he actually has stop. stop buyable stop <laughs> uh they went back to the back five or back three against uh palace and um looked good it, for five minutes yeah it looked good for a little bit uh my guess is they don't keep Callum Chambers back there, but theoretically they could. Um, Kolasinac made it back in, which was nice to see because we never really got a reason of why Maitland-Niles was starting ahead of him, but um, they need, in order to maintain their spot near the top four, they need to keep playing all of their guys because they need to keep winning as long as Alexis is still there. Yeah, I think Kolasinac is... I think it's being underreported. I think there's something going on there. Like, like I think that there's some kind of dust up that's going on between him and Wenger or him and somebody else on the team. Like, the, uh, there is no reason why he should ever not play ninety. I don't know. It's like you, you understand where I'm coming from, right? Like this just it just doesn't make sense. There has to be something there, and there's nothing that's being reported to the contrary or to any side. Like, there's just so there no has to be something there because there's nothing. Well, there's nothing Spoken being reported, it. which is odd. Like to me, that's odd. That like, and, and, and yeah, I, I, I guess this is probably the American in me, right? Like, if something doesn't make sense from a talent and strategy perspective, like the reporters tend to want to dig into the manager all the time. Like, why isn't he starting? Why isn't he playing? What's going on? Like, asking all the questions, and I just I don't read it anywhere. I don't see it anywhere, and it's just odd. Yeah. 
I agree, but I mean, it could just be you know nicked his ankle or something. You know, I don't think it's. No. I don't think there's anything there. Okay. I'll put it that way. I, I, it's, it, to me, it seems strange. Okay. Uh, because he often looks the best player on the team. That's crazy. But uh, if you. Not, I mean, oh, sorry. Sorry. Let me remove Alexis Sanchez from the. <laughs> sorry. Every other. He, I mean. Mesut Ozil has looked great. Has looked great. Yeah, yeah, yes. Fair. But, but if you had to class, start a West Brom guy, who would you start? None. Pass. If you Chris had Brunt. To. You'd rather take a zero? Oh, Brunt. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Chris Brunt, but no. Otherwise, pass. Okay, I get it. This is Johnny just, Evans' his last game for West Brom? It, um, I his last game, no, but I think it's his last, um, his last like, uh, his last window with them for sure. I think he sold. Yeah, uh, that's what I meant. Yeah, I don't think it's his last game. I think sometime during the January window he will be sold. I okay. think the price needs to go up a little bit, and the mm-hmm. only time, the only way to do that is to wait. Okay. I mean, it's Man City. But, that's where he's going. It could be United. United need a center back. No, they don't. <laughs> Spent thirty-five million pounds on Victor Lindelof. They got Smalling, Jones, Rojo, Baye should Blin. be back at some point. Is Daily Blind still there? He is. He is. <laughs> in some in some dark corner. Rojo uh, got his fifth Good yellow shot. card the other day. He had five starts Ow. this season. He had five <laughs> yellow cards, and amazingly, really this the best part about it is his fifth yellow card came in the nineteenth match of the season. And therefore, they reset after 19, so he actually didn't get a suspension. <laughs> despite five yellows in five games. They give you 19 games to get five, and he got them in five. Maybe they do need Johnny Evans. <laughs> Again. Uh, and on that note about Arsenal analysis, we should end this episode of the Road to Wire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. We've officially run out of show, Andrew. Uh, thank you again for everyone who has joined us uh, this season and this 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 calendar year, at least. Uh, we will actually have uh, – nope, we will have no more pods in this calendar year, I believe. Uh, so we will see you in 2018. I guess so. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe we'll we see you. We usually don't see day. anybody, but I know what you mean. <sighs> This, that is the perfect way for us to end uh, for us to end on. That's that's just absolutely perfect. He's been Andrew Laird. You can find him on Twitter at Rotowire Andrew. And I am Mike Gottlieb. You can find me at Sports by Gotti, G-O-T-T-I. Uh, and we're we're a lot of fun there. We don't see you physically see you on Twitter either most of the time. So you can uh, either not physically see us there or on this podcast uh, in the 2018 season uh, to come up in the in the calendar year of 2018 to come up. Have a happy new year and score one less point than me as usual thank you for listening to the rotowire fantasy soccer podcast for more great content visit rotowire.com slash soccer whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me We all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.